Oh, hello, boy. Oh, hello, boy. We're back. We're back. It's no, episode, um, how many? Episode number three. Episode three. So we've had the, the introduction to Litness. Yeah. We did one last time on How to Grow an Audience, and you we were did. my guest. Was. And now today, I think you're kind of going to be a guest again because <laughs> yeah. you've been in a similar sort of position. Today, we're going to be talking about leaving the corporate world. Mm. So, I guess my Instagram account started off as me documenting my fitness journey, and that sort of transpired into me seeing an opportunity in the market for me to leave my full time job and do stuff elsewhere. So, as well as having people who are interested in my journey from a fitness perspective, I've got a lot of people who are interested in how I came about leaving that job. So yeah. um, we did a little poll when I first started this podcast and the things that people said they wanted to know about were how to grow an audience, how I left my corporate job, and then also relationships and stuff have come into it. So that's going to be a later part, like, like podcast on Ratting Boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess, I don't know who the audience of this podcast is. It may be people that are coming over from my Instagram account, but... I mean, we've smashed the first two podcasts, haven't we? So we yeah, should be exactly. number one on the on every chart going. So by now, when this is released, we'll be number one on the podcast charts. Exactly. Manifestation. Positive it's fine. manifestations. Yeah. that's what we're all about, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that kind of leads into what you're talking about today, I guess. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I'm just going to give you a quick bit of background about what I did and how I've got to where I am, and then we're going to go into talking about was it easy, how I did it, and all sorts of stuff along the way. And also, I'm going to be quite proactive on my. Instagram stories because people have been asking questions all day which are, are quite good so um, first and foremost taking it back to like I guess the school days I did pretty well at school GCSE level oh. um, came out with good results I was I was like a, a good performer at school clever boy I know clever clocks you wouldn't notice it would you I mean yeah you are clever I just like to tone it down by being comical yeah I don't even know. Your comedy is quite clever, except for Ratting Boy. I don't, that's just the most simple thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, and if you just use anything, I mean, I've done this lots of times before. If you use anything enough, then it becomes funny. Yeah. Um, no, you're super clever, dude. That's why you're so successful. Don't that you can sit here can on a Wednesday, hold. sit here on a Wednesday in your basketball jersey and your pants on a podcast bullet, bullet. instead of being in the office. Exactly. No, yeah, so I did well at school and I didn't really enjoy it that much, but I was one of those people, when you look at me and my sister, I... I guess was naturally clever and she was a hard worker then when it came to finishing school went on to college didn't really want to do that but my mum worked at the college and she was like you're going to college um absolutely flunked all of my a levels i think i got a b in business c in media d in economics and funnily enough i studied sport and got an f in it so wow. um yeah how the tables were turned anyway after college i was adamant that i wasn't going to go to university and again my mum was like no you're going what are you going to do otherwise and i was like, i just want to go traveling i want to see the world and she's <laughs> like well how are you going to pay for it yeah um so i ended up going to university started studying international business which was great because it meant in my second year i went to america to study um and then i guess after doing two years of university being out in america i was like actually i do quite like this studying business malarkey and i've really found my niche in marketing so when i came back from america i decided to change my course and just concentrate on marketing so i ended up doing an extra year because i had to pick up the extra marketing Jeez. topics um so yeah i did four years at university which Jeez. was great from yeah. a social perspective hell yeah so socially i was social sec of the football team like very heavily involved in that because i've been at the university a year longer so i knew a lot of people um i've got a big network now from university which again nice. we're going to talk about in a later podcast um and then yeah i came out of university with a first class degree in marketing um i was playing football at the time and i'd done two summers in chicago playing football so i graduated with my first absolutely buzzing went to chicago to play football and i was going to try and get a scholarship so i was filming all my games 
Um, we had an affiliation with uh, a soccer club out there, soccer, football. Um, and it was what I wanted to do. Anyway, I got an injury, came back, needed a knee operation. And at the time, I was applying for jobs. And just because I thought it was what was supposed to, you were supposed to do, I applied for an internship at O2. So I'd done yeah. a marketing scheme. I'd, I'd done a marketing degree. And I was like, right, what's the biggest brand in the UK at the moment? It was O2. I wanted to go and do all the weird and wonderful stuff at O2. So applied for an internship, got that. Um, I did a six-month uh, graduate internship, so yeah, it, was, yeah. it was very poorly paid. Graduate I was on scheme. fifteen grad. It wasn't even a graduate scheme. It was an, it was an internship intern, yeah, yeah. as a graduate. Um, so I did that. I was paid fifteen grand for the year. Obviously, over six months was absolutely nothing. I was barely living. Did really well in that role, and the first role I did was actually was um, it was a marketing role for a part of the business called O2 Health. So it was selling, this is going to sound really geeky, but it was one of the best roles I've had. It was selling chronic disease management tools into GPs. Okay. So basically it was giving people the connectivity to be able to live a lenient lifestyle. So yeah, yeah, people yeah. with these chronic illnesses were now able to go outside the house because they had this device around their neck and it gave them that freedom. Um, anyway, so I did that for six months, really impressed that team. They, they uh, took me on for another six months, so I did a year. After that, I got into the graduate program. So 20,000 people applied for this role and they only had 54 positions. Managed to get onto that, um, but it meant moving out of the team that I was in because they liquidated that part of the business and I moved into the online team. So still with a heavily marketing focus, I went into a sales role within the online team. Um, and the good thing about the graduate program was that it was a two-year rotation program whereby I did six months with each different team within online and I absolutely loved it. Um, at the same time, when I started the graduate program, they doubled my salary to 30 grand. I did yeah. two years on the graduate scheme. Nice. They gave me another 15 grand, so it was 45 grand. I was like, yeah, buzzing. All the while, in the back of my head, I was thinking, I only came to O2 for six months to get a bit of experience, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. then I could go traveling. Yeah. Obviously, they're sucking me in for a year by doubling my salary, sucking me in again by giving me another 15 Keep grand. You there. And then I was like, right, enough is enough. Me and my best friend had always said, we're gonna go traveling. And one of the things that I think is apparent in every aspect of life is the timing for anything is never going to be perfect yeah so i kept get offering all this money i was doing a role the more and more i'd been at the company the more i'd learned about the different areas and the more confused i was actually getting i was like i don't know where to try and put well, all my time and effort. Your attention. Yeah. so i just said i had a, a chat with my friend and it was a hard one at the time because i had a girlfriend um and i said look i i need to go traveling it's like and i think again this is one of those things that i always had it in my head that you go to school go to college, go to university, get a job, and traveling was a part of that for me. So I was like, go to get a, get some experience, go traveling, and then come back. And then I was like, I don't know what I do when I come back. But I wasn't thinking about that. And all the while that I was saving up to go traveling, I had a purpose for stuff. And I think that's what made working in the corporate world tolerable. Because I was still learning, because I was on this graduate program doing loads of different things. I was learning at the same time. I was saving loads of money because they were paying me a lot of money for what I actually was. Um, and then yeah, decided to take a year out. Luckily, the company gave me a sabbatical, so for me that was that was risk free. I could go away for a year. I had money saved up. I was still getting paid a little bit, but while I was away, nice. So it was it was an easy decision. So when people say to me, "Oh, how did you just take a year off travelling?" Don't be fooled into me into thinking that it was some ballsy move for me. Yeah, yeah. I got a sabbatical, but testament to me, I'd worked hard at that company for four years before getting that sabbatical, and I said to them, "I'm going to leave unless you give this to me." They'd obviously invested a lot of time, money, and effort into me. So they were like, look, take your year off, come back, and see what happens. Mm. Um, anyway, so took a year off. Again, we'll talk about traveling in, in another podcast. When I came back, I was at such a loose end. I was like, I don't know what to do now. Because everything that I'd been leading up to, 
was saving money to go traveling and then once i'd done that it was kind of like right that's the tick box yeah in whatever it was that i was supposed to do and i came back not knowing what i wanted to do so i came back went into the same role that i was doing so the last role that i had at o2 was it's called a digital self-service manager and basically my role was to stop customers calling into the call center and instead divert them to a self-serving app called my o2 yeah great like amazing but i wasn't changing anybody's life on a daily basis and when i compare that last role to my first role i was selling devices mm. to people and yeah, it was changing yeah. their life the last one actually and this is probably an, a reason for me leaving i was actually deflecting calls going into our south african call center and instead diverting customers into an app which was self-service so it didn't need anybody yeah. doing anything to it and i'd actually taken a trip to south africa and i'd met all these people and in my head, I was thinking, I'm actually the work that I'm doing is putting them out of out of work, yeah. and I literally couldn't buy into it at all. Um, anyway, so I, I quickly acknowledge that the corporate life for me is specifically that role. I'm never saying I won't ever go back into the corporate world, but that role and not having any impact on anybody didn't really do anything for me. So I quickly acknowledged that I wasn't in the right place. I yeah. wasn't enjoying what I was doing, um, and I needed a way out. So. It, d it wasn't like I made a decision like I'm just going to quit now. I yeah. was quite calculated about what I was doing. And I guess these are some of the questions that are coming in on my Instagram. So while I have a look through that and pick out the best ones, yeah, yeah. you've been in a similar sort of position, haven't you? So you've gone from the corporate world yeah, to... Yeah, I'll keep it super brief, I guess. Um, basically, I worked for a number of different companies, all in the social media space before realising that why would I help other people grow their personal social well sorry not their personal grow their um businesses and their brand social media without first growing mine and and reaping the rewards for that so quickly i started doing that on the side and it just became bigger and bigger to a point where i was earning more from that than i was from my job um and at that point i jumped and went freelance i took all of my companies that i was working for had worked for before I managed to keep such good relationships that I took them on as clients and then started um, basically just working for them freelance. And that way you can charge a monthly rate on a retainer, which is the same as a salary, but apply that, your salary, across five companies and you're still doing the same amount of work. It's amazing how much work you can fit into like a few days a week for them um considering like you spend half the time sat in the office just like doing emails and stuff but if you just bang it all out in a few days and get the work done yeah i was really fortunate and they all came on and some of them are still clients now so oh, yeah awesome i think this is going to jump everywhere because i've got loads of things that i want to touch it. on so two of them the first one was the the money factor so i could see on a day-to-day -day basis how much money i was saving the company and it was millions and yes i was paid a good salary but when you compare it to the effort you're putting in, you can see the amount you're saving the company, it is minuscule. And that was one of the things for me, I was thinking, I'm putting in this effort to reap this amount reward for the company, Yeah. and the benefit I'm seeing is so tiny in comparison to it. And I get it, Like you have to get salaries, companies there to make money at the end of the day, and if they're paying you a good salary, like the, the benefits of working at O2 are fantastic, I've not got a bad word to say about the company, but when you put it into that perspective, you're working so hard yeah, yeah. for little output, so that's number one. So I think, and this is where I, I want to revert back to this song. Right? So you know the 9 to 5 song by Dolly Parton? Yeah. It says, 
Well, before people say, why are you trying so hard to sing? Do you think you can sing? Yes, I do. <laughs> and, I'm, and I am trying very hard. So really listen to this, guys. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Barely getting by. It's all taken and no giving. They just use your mind and they'll never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy if you let it. Right, so listen to the lyrics of that. That was 1980 that came out. Yeah. And it's basically saying about how the 9 to 5 world is shit, yeah. basically, isn't I it? I mean, I wouldn't say that Dolly Barton is one of the greatest philosophers <laughs> of our generation. <laughs> Great tits, though. Uh, yeah, fantastic waps. <laughs> but I would say that she um, perhaps was just using some visual um, interpretations of, of what she never had, which was a 9 to 5 job. Yeah. And... Um, saying yeah that they do but that that's capitalism in general i think everyone's ideas um, when you sign up to a company when you sign a contract you sign your your ip away you sign your ideas away so any ideas that are created under that office under the branch of of, of whatever so any com any companies um sorry any ideas that you had at o2 are owned by o2 from that point onwards um so yeah it's tough it is really tough but that's what it takes it takes great minds to make great things and we've like some of the best companies in the world have some of the greatest minds and uh, who don't get credited for it like steve jobs took loads of credit for apple but towards the end of it he was just the figurehead he wasn't doing any of the the development or anything like that a lot of it comes out of china to be honest so yeah so i, th I think why i was touching on that song is we need to get away from the ideology that nine to five is the right thing to do because even yeah. as i was growing up it was in my head that it was college, university, nine to five. Yeah. And so first of all, I don't know why, it's changing now, but I don't know why we feel pressured into going into that nine to five job. I certainly wasn't by my parents, but I know I've had a few conversations recently and it's been like, oh, I can't make the jump from this corporate job to Instagram because of what my parents will think. And I think we need to stop making fun of silly jobs. There are yeah. no silly jobs. No. If you've got a silly idea that goes on to generate multi-millions of pounds, it's not silly, is it? No. You're, you've created a need or a product or a want or a service that someone's willing to pay for. So, I'm pretty sure like the whole world's becoming more entrepreneurial. It's like the way it's going to go, for sure. Um, the technology's developing to a point now where you can just do anything from anywhere. And as a result, the, the sort of ideal and ideal of an office and of like a group of people having to work so hard to achieve one thing is so redundant now because you've got come you've got apps that do your taxes you've got apps that do this you've got apps that do that and that what that frees up is your idea and uh, your ideas and your creativity so i genuinely feel that yeah it's going to get more and more like uh, like us but not even necessarily in social media all you guys have got to do is think right now think about what do you enjoy doing most in the world like mine is making people laugh so that's what i do every day i've decided to do that every day and i'm going to try and do it for as long as i can as long as physically possible until things change and you've got to stay up with the times think about what like david loves doing fitness he loves going to the gym we've just been to the gym and he loves it so that's what he does every day now he's a pt think about what you guys enjoy doing every day if it is you like fucking jogging and running and doing long, long distance stuff find a job that allows you to do that be a courier and just yeah. do it by foot the whole day just run around it's true though. it's so true though and i think so first of all you've got to absolutely love what you're doing otherwise it does just feel like you're slaving away working for the weekend and i've already spoken about how i thought i was in that cycle of working monday to friday just to live for the weekend then you go to the other end of the scale because you feel like you need to make up for something but um 
this is probably going to be controversial, but I genuinely think working is a mug's game. Like, we, again, we've had it instilled into us that we need to be working hard, and yeah. what that looks like is you get into the office at seven o'clock, you don't leave till seven. That isn't efficient. You know, yeah. It's being smart with your time and being efficient with what you're doing. And again, this I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, and it has it has the potential to piss a lot of people off. But <laughs> I used to sit opposite people, and I'd see what they ate for lunch, right? And it's going to be so obvious who this is, but like he, <laughs> they would go and get a pizza for lunch yeah. and a bag of crisps as yeah. soon as three o'clock hit. Uh, they'd go get a chocolate bar. They'd be living off of caffeine and stuff. And I just used to think, like, I get in after going to the gym in the morning. I'm at my desk. I'm feeling buzzing. Like, yeah, my adrenaline's going. Like, endorphins are flowing. I'm at my desk working hard. And I genuinely believe I could do what everybody else does in a day in two or three hours. No, 100%. That's what I was getting at earlier, yeah. It's so crazy when you, like, free your mind what you realise you're like, oh, all that stuff that I was doing before and all those Excel streets I was filling out and everything is so, there's so much more. Also, what businesses like to do is they like to like really like put in too many layers of process at every point for no reason. It's like, I do my taxes now and it takes me like two days to do my taxes and and that's just a single person business. It takes a business, a whole accounting team and years and years to do their taxes. Some of them don't even do it. Mm. It's just like, why? Why? It doesn't take that long. You just need people to be on top of it and remove some of the process and the layers and the approvals and give people some... Lots of people are smart. I know lots aren't, but lots of people are smart and they're able to do it. For the, but for those of you that aren't smart, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, no, you're welcome to be on the podcast. No, but so, um, again, relating this back to litness, and I've spoken about this before, if you're going to prioritise anything in your life, prioritize your health your yeah. nutrition and and this is a, a massive gripe for me right so i hate hierarchy in any form right so looking at a celebrity and thinking they're better than me no they're not they're yeah. they're just normal people looking at the ceo of a company and thinking you're better than you no they're not like i was sat in this company where i'm being told that this person is hierarchically better than you and i'm thinking no you're fucking not yeah, deborah you're, you're, you're not you're actually two levels below me because yeah. you can't even look after your health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You're supposed to be one step ahead of me on the managerial level at this big corporate company, but yeah. you can't even fucking look after can't your health. Can't manage your life. Do you know what I mean? Like hygiene factors. It's it's just like I think the whole the whole way the world is set up is we're supposed to respect our elders, we're supposed to do this, we're supposed to do that. No, just challenge convention of yeah. everything. Do what you want to do. Um and I like, don't, li- I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Because it is good to listen to advice from people and like certain people have got certain experiences. But I'm one of these people who needs to learn from doing it myself. So if I'm doing something categorically wrong and it messes up, like I'd rather do that and learn from my mistakes instead of somebody saying, oh, I don't think you should do that. Unless unless they've done it a million, million times before yeah. and whatever. I don't know. Sometimes they're just trying to help you do things quicker. I think, um, yeah, every office needs Every office has like mad stereotypes in as well, which is hilarious. Yeah. And like they've just been created. You know, like the the show The Office. Yeah. Was one of the funniest shows ever, and everyone could relate to it at the time because all these people exist. Like the manager that thinks he's the bee's knees, like the the smelly one, the yeah. one that just causes loads of carnage all the time. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous how like classic and stereotypical working in an office is. I think what I th- what I think is that. If you genuinely enjoy your job, you love working in an office, you love working around people and you love being in a community and and you love the company you work for and every day you get in there and you're like, yes, 
like I'm happy to be doing this. Fair play, that, but that's do so you do it. Going you know back what I mean? to what this the point of this podcast is is why I left my corporate job and how I did it. First and foremost, I was happy all the time. I was learning all the time. I was saving money up to go and do something, and I used to think that I was motivated by money, but it turns out that I'm motivated by having memories and yeah. and having stuff that isn't materialistic. So all the while that I was earning that good money, I was thinking about traveling in my head. And then when I came back and I realized, right, and they gave me another pay rise while I was away. So I was on, I think I just looked at my taxes and I was earning, I think I earned 70 grand in yeah. like the, the full year that I was actually working. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, and a lot of people will want that, but I wasn't happy at the end of the day. And I think my happiness is number one. Some yeah. people are, are money motivated and that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But I actually read a book. I don't read at all. So I don't know why I read this book, but it was called The Four Hour Work Week. And it basically flipped looking at what you see as rich on its head and so traditionally people see rich as having lots of money or wealth yeah. or whatever it was this book specifically speaks about time and being time rich yeah so yeah you may like what i'm doing now and this is one of the questions that comes in a lot look if you look at these i'd say that we are probably two of the most time rich people around yeah and i'm genuinely in terms of my career and stuff the happiest i've ever been because like think about it right you leave it's actually well depressing when you think about it you you go to school every day then you go to college and then you go to university and you leave university and you've got two choices you can either go traveling for like a year or whatever and get into a job or you can move abroad or whatever or you work nine to five 52 weeks of the year well actually no 48 weeks of the year you get four weeks off for the rest of your life until you're old 65 70 like retirement age is getting worse and worse older and older you are going to be old why are you so keen to start working and start all of this stuff when you're young when you're going to be doing it until you're old anyway mm. enjoy the years whilst you can walk whilst you can pick things up off the ground whilst you can run around and do some crazy stuff whilst you can drink every day without getting hangovers you know what i mean enjoy yourself yeah. whilst you can because at the end of the day, you're working now until you're 65, and that is well depressing. Mm. That's what I think. That's why that was my reason for qu quitting my job. 100%. I, I also think it is a little bit different. Like I don't have any responsibilities or commitments at all at the moment. So I get it. If you've got kids and stuff, it does make that yeah, jump yeah, of course. more difficult. Um, but yeah, like for me, every time I meet up with my friends, and I've just seen a lot of the boys that I went to uni with at the weekend, they're like, oh, we absolutely love what you're doing. And I'm like, I'm doing this for you like you've made lifestyle choices that you're happy with you've got kids you've got houses you've got this you've got that which some people like that comfort blanket and yeah. fair play to them i don't need a girlfriend i'll have one when she's exactly what i want and the right one yeah i'm not that bothered about owning it like my own house i'm happy yeah. renting in london for now um i like spending my money on experiences not yeah. things and i think so uh, again one thing i want to touch on because money's coming up here first and foremost I had a massive bite when someone said to me, oh, well done, mate, you're just from a rich family and your parents are giving it to you. My mum brought me up single-handedly on a 16 grand a year salary and I've never had any money given to me throughout my whole life. The only amount of money I've ever been given is from my granddad when I graduated and he gave yeah. me a thousand pounds and I literally just went and spunked that traveling because it was, it was what I wanted to do. So yeah, first and yeah. foremost, don't see your background as the be all and end all of what is possible for you because i haven't come from a privileged family at all but i'm just determined no, motivated, and i want to succeed i had to get my own paper out when i was 13 i've always worked and it's been instilled into me so number one um 
I guess the possibilities are endless and just believe yeah. we, we always talk about positive manifestations don't we like yeah, you we can like do whatever out, you yeah. want to achieve so firstly that is it secondly so the questions that are coming in I've got are you struggling more financially now than you were in the corporate world so yes yeah massively bear with me two seconds the YouTube's just gone off sing a little song or something Alex okay quit your job come and join us in our gang we're back yeah okay that's okay so another thing again i said this is going to keep going off on a tangent but things that i want to touch on so instead of looking at how you can increase your income to become rich why don't you look at how you can decrease your outgoings yeah so one thing obviously I'm a micro-influencer now on social media. I'm not even lucky. I've worked hard to get relationships with Muscle Food and yeah, other yeah, people yeah. that I work with. So I've actually cut my outgoings because I don't pay for any food anymore unless I go out or something like that. But I just buy fresh food, which is very cheap anyway. Yeah. And the bulk of all my meals is catered for because... I mean, we're about to go to Nando's, but we'll just breeze yeah. over that. I've got a free we'll half chicken, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. Get those Nando's cars popping, guys. Exactly. So things, things to think about when you are thinking about leaving your job or the corporate world. Don't think about how are you going to get loads more money to survive. Look at what you don't need. Like, I'm paying £200 for a car at the minute. I'm living in London. Yeah. And it's just dumb. Like, yeah. that, that's £200 that could be better spent elsewhere. Is that how much you pay for your car a month? Yeah, well, plus insurance that it taxes yeah, more yeah. than that probably near near 300 and it's oh, just sat there so i need that. might have to take that off your hands geese. yeah mate um so yeah first and foremost money is going to be a big issue of it yeah and people are saying to me are you struggling now are you struggling more financially now than you were in the corporate job i definitely am yeah like what you don't realize is that when you're self-employed you only get out what you put in well, everyone realises that, I guess, to an extent. But if you don't put the hours in, you don't get anything out. And there's mm. also loads of stuff that you have to do, which, like, I just don't even enjoy doing. So some my, my income's really inconsistent, but I don't spend before I have it, if you know what I mean. It would be very easy for me to look at all the brands that I've got in on board and be like, okay, I'm going to earn this much this year, so I can just spend what I want because it's a lot of money. But no, because, like, for example, I've only just been paid this month for some stuff I did in April which is mental so i did stuff on april fool's day and now it's now like nearly september and they just paid me and they're like oh sorry for the delay mate what's that five months five months and that's a 30-day contract like give it a give over but they know that i can't go mm. after them it's just a little old me on my own i barely have enough time in the day to uh make some videos let alone do that you so have loads of time i have loads of time <laughs> i just fuck around <laughs> <laughs> i just fuck around with david and we just like go to the gym and stuff um so yeah so there's all of that stuff that you've got to do and you've got to think about and i think the inconsistency is part of the fun for me which again i don't have i'm like david i don't have any thing like any thing that i have to do you know what i mean i don't have kids yeah. i don't have a house i don't have a mortgage i've got rent but if that goes all to itself i can bail like there's so much so much stuff that you just don't have to do which is great um so i think that 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 might be key something to think about if you are thinking of quitting your job or leaving the corporate world is um what consistent outgoings do you have that are absolutely essential so whether that's kids a mortgage yeah um no hookers and cocaine and all that that exactly. does you can't go with like you just got to stop that yeah shouldn't um, do that anyway yeah shouldn't do that anyway that really not but i mean that's not balance it's kind of litness because it's, it's quite a lot of lit it's like the extreme way of lit. too lit not enough really lit. really we don't condone that we're just drinkers here really yeah 
Although hookers do burn. A That's few what calories, I'm, I'm so t- I was trying to think of how many calories you could burn. <laughs> we don't need to try and t- turn this back into litness everything. Uh, yeah, so look, at, look at where www.litness.co.uk. www.litness.co.uk. Sign up for your 17 week program. It will be the one plan that you only ever need to buy. You'll learn everything that you need in that 17 weeks. Anyway, back from my commercial break. Um, yeah, so don't worry about too much about how much money's coming in. See what you can do to restrict your outgoings. Make use of what you've got around you. So yeah. for me, luckily enough, I've got two loving parents who were willing to put me up. Although I think it was a bit of an inconvenience in the end, but um, make use of it. actually. Let's let's just touch back on what actually happened. So again, question coming in: How did I actually do it? So I quickly realised that I wasn't cut out for the corporate world. Once I got back from travelling, it wasn't making me happy. It wasn't stimulating me. It wasn't what I wanted to do. So in my head, I'd already made up my mind that I was going to quit. I gave myself a year after coming back for travel from travelling. So I think importantly, it's good to set yourself goals in your head and try and stick to them. So I said, I'm not gonna be here young, longer than a year and I was willing to hand my notice in when it got to that point. Yeah. But in the interim, I was doing everything in my power to set myself up so I could succeed after the corporate world. So you have to be willing to put the hard graft in. There's gonna be a point in your life where you're gonna be working harder than ever unless you come up with this million pound idea which is one of these silly jobs. But um, nine times out of ten the likelihood is you're gonna have to put an absolute shift in so i was waking up going to the gym going to the office working till five i'd slip off about three o'clock sometimes but because i'm so efficient and i'm healthy and i could what what were you doing when did you learn how to be a pt while i was working yeah yeah fair. so I, I did my pt qualification alongside my job i was doing all the litmus programming stuff alongside my job so again i was as i say waking up going to the office coming home having some dinner and working till 11. i didn't have a social life for a good few months while yeah. I, because I was just concentrating on hard on this. I'd set this goal in my head and I stuck to it. Anyway, when I was um, nearing thinking of quitting, somebody that I know from back home said, do you know any chefs? And I was like, mm, yeah, I do know some. Why? What's up? And they were like, well, we're looking for a chef and a personal trainer to live, uh, yeah. to, to work in our house and do that for us. And I was like, uh, I'll right, do boy. it. Yeah. <laughs> I will do it. Anyway, it, ca- it came about that um, I was offered this role as a chef and a personal trainer uh, for a wealthy client. So I quit my job. And so I guess, again, that was an easier way for me to do it because I had something else to go into. But I'd already made my mind up that I was leaving my job before this opportunity kind of came about. So when the two came hand in hand together, I was like, right, cool. When can I start? This guy wanted me to start almost immediately. So I managed to get my three-month proba- uh, three notice period down to... I think it was about two weeks or something ridiculous nice. like that. So I left my job really quickly. Um, and then the, like the weekend before I was supposed to start this job, I was at a festival and people were coming up to me and saying, oh, I hear you're going to be a gardener. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, good banter. No, I'm going to be a chef and PT. <laughs> and I was buzzing about it. you know, Because obviously yeah. I'd, I was a qualified personal trainer, working with people already. Um, I love cooking recipes and stuff on Instagram. So I was like, this is going to be perfect. Yeah, like, I'm going to get sure. paid to do this, making my own content at the same time, I can start working with brands, and I'd already lined up brands to work with, yeah. so I was buzzing about it. Anyway, the day before I was supposed to start, I was told that they didn't need a chef anymore, um, and I was like, what the fuck? I haven't just quit my job in a bar, I've quit my career. Re- granted, I wanted to quit anyway, but like, I did everything a lot quicker because of this opportunity that had come up. Um, so there's another thing, when you are thinking about quitting your job, you, while you're in the corporate world you've got that safety blanket around you as soon as you give up that 28 days holiday pension whatever it is you completely lose that comfort blanket yeah and you've got to start relying on yourself and my main aim now 
like not even taking business into consideration, I don't want to have to rely on anybody. I want to be completely self-sufficient, not even my family, friends, nobody, because I've been fucked over so many times in this last year, and I'm I'm more annoyed at myself because I'm so naive. Yeah. Because I just put too much trust in people, and that's one of those things, isn't it? While you're at work, it doesn't matter because you've got that. You've got your contract written. It's legally yeah. binding that you're going to get paid X amount you've of money. You've got like HR teams and stuff. Once you get into the real world, it's not like that at all. So I think, um, yeah, it's another thing to consider when you're looking at quitting your job. So have money behind you. Luckily for me, I had a little bit of money behind me. Nothing like a couple of grand maybe, but I was going into work. So it, it meant that I could live paycheck to paycheck. I'd already invested a lot of my money into yeah. that swimwear business that I was working on. Um and yeah it just it's just unfortunate but yeah. th- this person let me down a few times within the year and it's actually fucked me over financially now yeah because yeah, yeah. i obviously went to california for a month Heavy. came back thinking that i was going to go into work my own fault spent a bit too much money in america came back didn't have any like constant work so i haven't properly worked for nearly two and a half months yes i've got my online program which is going well but again as you say it's inconsistent. It's at a time when people are on holiday. It's the summer yeah. holiday. PT jobs aren't rife. Like it will pick up again in September, and I guess it's just one Especially of those learning January curves. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just seasonal, isn't it? Yeah, but I like everything. I mean, first year of operating on my own business, I haven't got these trends to look at. So yeah. I was just like, oh, it's going to be consistent. But what I've looked at now is January's good, April's good, yeah, June was good, August has been absolutely shocking, and obviously yeah. I've not been in the right mental space coming back from that holiday to no work and everything just seemed to be going wrong. I was like, for fuck's sake. So am I struggling financially? Yes, I am at the moment. Um, But do you know what? Like when people start businesses, they take bank loans, they're on credit cards, it's whatever. You can't look at it as debt. Like I look at what I'm doing, even to the point of going to Ibiza, going to California. I've tried to build a lifestyle that I want to live. So I'm looking at that as investment. It's always content opportunities. It's me showing you guys that you can live this lifestyle. You can live this balanced lifestyle. So, um, I mean, there will come to a point where if I'm not earning money, I'll have to think big, hard and properly about it. But for the moment, it's fine. Yeah, for sure. Just think about think about what's at risk realistically and whether you can try something work extra whilst you're work like after the day so if you're really passionate about leaving your job do your job then work in the extra hours work at lunchtime to see if you can build your own company or explore the ideas that you've got in your head and then essentially just look at the risk if the risk isn't high like it wasn't for me i have no uh, mortgage no family blah 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 you can go for it and give it a trial and i know that any company would want my skill set back right you got the job in the first place you can get the job again don't think that you can't get another job once you leave like you can get a job you're not we're not dossing we're working and yeah. and in the respective industries that we were you're doing fitness i'm doing social media social media comp- is like at the forefront of most businesses um marketing at the moment so there's so many jobs around which i could easily slide back into and i think you're the same so i think look at the risks weigh it up and just make a good calculated decision um in terms of your age what where you're at in your life all of those things and just go for it if you want to do it and i actually think we're both very self-critical and we probably put ourselves down a little bit like i had a conversation last night with a friend and even just doing this podcast now it, it reiterates why you've made the good decision so like 
we say we've got a lot of free time and we doss around yeah. and stuff but i'm constantly working whether yeah. that's like answering dms or emails or programming stuff like it doesn't feel like work because i'm enjoying what i'm doing but i'm working harder and more than i've ever done in my life and i know i see what you do on a daily basis like you're doing the same even to the yeah. point where you've just been djing you've been mixing um your music for tonight yeah which is a job in itself like even if like i don't know what's going on but like if you're not getting paid to dj yeah, or whatever yeah. it's still networking opportunities you're still 100%. putting yourself out there it's work like again we look at work as monetizing services or products but it doesn't have to be part of your investment into what you want to do is doing these things so like i get invited to so many free events yeah and people are like, oh, it must be so good but like you're constantly working you're networking with people i'm looking for clients to pick up yeah you're, you're too, like that's exactly why i'm djing tonight so i'm djing like a youtuber's one million subscriber party which i'm like miles off yeah um but she was like do you want to come down and dj and i was like yeah who's going and she was like loads of brands and loads of youtubers and i was like sweet yeah count me in like if i can go down there and just rap boy whilst i play a few 90s tunes like happy days you exactly. know what i mean you get get drinking with them that's what i what i think is that every every meeting take every meeting you possibly can because all you're doing is building a web like further and further they've got this rule of like the six six laws of kevin bacon or something i can't remember <laughs> what it is but have you heard of this not, it's not kevin bacon but yeah i don't know what it is <laughs> but anyway you can like why'd you bring kevin bacon up he's the competitor to o2 oh he's sorry the dream man. i'm very insensitive Boo. you can touch base with anyone in the world through the six laws of yeah whatever so through six people so like between me and the queen there is actually only two people which is my grandma and her like advisor who as part of her job has to work for buckingham palace mm -hmm. and like does a queen's banquets and stuff it's like mad so you can just you can just think about that for a second and and do that and if you're meeting people all the time then suddenly your web becomes so wide that you can you can be like i really want to start my own telecoms company how do i do that yeah luckily you've already met someone that knows somebody that knows somebody that can be like oh i work at o2 and I can just give you the lowdown on how it's done. Yeah. See what I mean? It's just, that's all you got. This and it, it's mad. Like even our network starting to cross over, isn't yeah. it? You realize that who knows everyone. So like, and that, again, as I say, don't look at work as just money. There's far more to it than that. Look at fulfillment, look at time, look at networking, look at people, like literally everything comes into it. And you do need to be willing to put yourself out there to go and meet these people. Now, a question that I've just seen is, do you wish you did it sooner? Um, no, because I've had so many good opportunities. I've seen a lot of the world because that corporate job allowed me to save enough money to go and do that. And I'll never badmouth the company or the opportunities that it gave me. It was just time to leave. Yeah. And like the reason I actually left was because my side hustle started getting in between my job and what I wanted to do to the point where somebody internally didn't like what I was doing. I'm pretty sure I knew who it was. And like people in HR couldn't look at me when it was going on. Like, I can remember coming in one day and my manager called me into the office and was like, uh, somebody's made a complaint to you, to the CEO about you. And it was because I was using my phone in the car, right? Yeah. And it was on hands-free. I was stuck in traffic. I probably shouldn't have been doing it, but at the same time... Well, like, they there in the car with no, you? No, no. Oh, it was a Saturday. I was actually on the way back from a funeral. It was on hands-free and I was literally stuck in standstill traffic. Oh, you did like an Insta or something? Yeah, I did an oh, Insta story. I, I anyway, mean, somebody mean. messaged the CEO and was like, um, David Temple's been doing this. I don't think it's a good reflection on the company. And my manager said to me, look, you can fuck tell me to off. fuck off if you want. And I was like, yeah, fuck off. It's yeah. not a company car. It's not in company time. It's in time. my own time, yeah. And it was on hands free. I wasn't actually breaking any rules. So, um, but then after that, so that 
I got a little slap on the wrist or whatever, and I was like, right, I need to start thinking now about what I'm doing outside the corporate world and how it's impacting my role because I never want to leave on bad terms. I don't want to burn any bridges, yeah. and I wouldn't want to get sacked from anywhere. So I was like, right, I actually need to start thinking about it. And it's interesting because I've had this conversation with somebody on Instagram recently, and he's been told that he can't do what he wants to do on social media if he wants to keep his job. So I do appreciate that there are some restrictions in, I had the same, in yeah. people's life. And then two weeks later, I got called back into the office again. Like um, somebody's messaged the CEO saying they're absolutely disgusted that you haven't taken any disciplinary action. And I was like, for somebody to know that I haven't been disciplined, it's got to be somebody within the company. I don't, I don't understand. What are you being disciplined for? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. And I, it was things like that. Just so. everything was coming. Um, there were certain other aspects of the of the job that I didn't like. And as I said in the previous podcast, I started to resent everybody. I started to lose respect for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, you you know when the time is right. So I, ju- I just think yeah. it's weird because obviously people, a lot of people ask me questions about this and I'm like, you kind of just have to wait up yourself. I can give you all this information but at the end of the day. Just be smart. Yeah, just just if you get a side hustle, start doing what you're doing, try it out. Te- like with everything, you try clothes on before you buy them. Try out your side hustle. on uh, in, in like It's amazing what you can fit into your day if you put the effort in. If you've... If you're going to be successful on your own, then you've got to be able to put the extra effort in. Yeah, 100%. Um, when you're doing it, yeah, try your side hustle out and see see if it pulls off. And then when try and just be sensible and, and build some monetary value within that side hustle as it crosses over with your salary, then suddenly yeah, you never know. You might just be like, oh, fuck, I'll just keep both. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I actually think, had that opportunity not come up for me, I think I could have probably could have gone part-time at my job or no, because I was working fairly efficiently. I reckon I could have kept up the two. Yeah. But I, I, I it, think, was, it yeah. was killing my vibe. The company was killing my vibe. It was making me lose um, creativity. Mm. It was just it literally everything. So it was the best thing that could happen for me. So also, one last thing is that like I learned more in that first six months of business or whatever yeah. than I did in my whole education. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I'm not. I'm not. We're not slating like jobs or whatever because I've learned so much and I apply that every day. Yeah. From that, we're just saying that don't think that you're stuck because you're not. Definitely. Yeah, so to, to wrap up, I would say be willing to work hard to get that graft in. Yeah. But work efficiently and yeah. cleverly. Um, do a side hustle. Make sure that that's going to make you enough money to survive before you quit your job. And remember, you may need to wind your lifestyle in. You can't be doing all the lucrative stuff that you've been doing while you had that big salary coming in. You yeah. need to be able to wind it in. Stop looking at um, your income and look at your outgoings where you can save money so again looking at what rich actually is is it having money is it having time is it having fulfillment whatever it is and then the last thing and it's going to sound stupid but you need a big set of bollocks like there's so many people out there who's like oh i wish i could do this i wish and i'm thinking you can do it stop saying i wish i was you i wish i was this just do it like that is a big element of it yeah yeah. um and then yeah make like work doesn't always have to be work. It can just be going to events. It could be going for a beer with someone. And that's, I want to leave it on this because the next one's going to be about networking and the value of having a network. So, um, yeah, I hope you've all leave enjoyed that yeah. discussion today. Bit, I mean, it, to me, it doesn't seem like it's that helpful, but I mean, I guess people who are thinking about doing it need to, need to sort of hear these things. So, um, yeah, I hope that's been of some use to you. Uh, maybe we can go back to talking about like beers and exercise. And yeah. Next and stuff time. Yeah. The next one. That was intense. Rat and boy. Yeah. Rat and was, boy. Uh, good. We'll get we'll go on I'll get on the birds next time. Okay, and we were going to speak about a fitness challenge that we were going to do every week, but um, we're running out of time now, so we're gonna we'll talk about that next time. But just know that Alex and I 
rode 30, no, we rode 10 kilometers, cycled 10 kilometers, and run 10 kilometers in less than two hours. So look out for, the, for that one next time. Thank you all for tuning in. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at temp underscore tation. You can get to know more about my litmus program, which is a 17-week tailored program with meal plans, calories, macros, exercise, everything at www.litmus.co.uk. And you can find Alex Hoban under Alex, H-O-B-E-R-N, on every you form of social can. media. Find me, hit me up. Cool. Right, until next time. Peace out, Rat and Boy. Temps out. <laughs>